What's up? It's around 10.48 p.m. right now. We're just watching Marquez Brownlee's video with White Combinator. And a really interesting insight about the creator economy. So been into the creator economy for, let's see, three, four, maybe five years now. Started out with Colin and Samir, still watching Colin and Samir. But what they've discussed is this idea that there are different inflections in the creator economy, different use cases for it. You have a horizontalization of how people are using different media platforms to spread different messages because each platform has their own personality. Each person has, seems to have their own personality on different accounts. And you can see where they're being authentic, where they're being superficial, et cetera. That's another conversation. But one part about the creator economy that I really, really enjoy is you have the ability to give students access to some of the best content, some of the best teachers in the world. And I think with more students, with more people in the global population on the internet, we have a massive opportunity to scale human potential. We have creators that are doing better at teaching than teachers. We have platforms like Masterclass, which have world-class individuals teaching really interesting concepts, platforms like outlier.org, which are essentially replacing different parts of the college education with the same world-class professors that are teaching really interesting classes. So we have creators that are really moving the needle on what it means to have high standards content. They're horizontalizing across different content spaces. As I mentioned, you have short form content on, on Instagram, you have long form content on a platform like Medium or Substack, et cetera. And you have other world-class platforms like Khan Academy, Y Combinator, Stanford, UPenn, MIT, they've all open sourced their curriculum. Y Combinator has every video that they've used in startup school, what they're teaching these entrepreneurs as they're building these companies. You can access all of that just by the click of a couple buttons and then choose whichever video sounds interesting. And I think what we need is more people searching, more people validating what good content looks like and then working on building a homeschooling, self-credentialing based system where now you can review the content and you have the opportunity to credential by doing XYZ action, whatever that action is. Could be credential by action or it could just be, let's build another parallel software where we can aggregate all of the best content. We can have people vote on what that good content is. And maybe we create a discussion or community around it. But the entire intention is, I think that we have more people on the internet or we, we will continue to bring more people onto the internet, but they don't know where to search. They don't know how to learn. And if they're offline, how are we delivering content? Can we use SMS for that? And then for every student that's online, how much time is being wasted? How much human potential is being wasted for people searching for what content to watch? And I think that's one interesting part of it. Second interesting part is the, the entire premise behind this side is that technology is faster than regulation. We're in a burgeoning tech experience where the government is so slow and they're so poorly equipped and poorly minded to solve the world's biggest problems. The big tech has enabled more opportunities now and will continue to enable more opportunities for the next five to seven years. I think energy should be more focused on the scaling problem. I think our energy should be more focused on how do we give kids internet. I think our energy should be more focused on how do we increase human potential versus how do we alter the mask mandate in a system or how do we increase the amount of diversity, equity, and inclusion in this club. None of that makes any sense. Let's really focus on enhancing student potential versus these micro fixes that don't really do much, but they help with the virtue signaling. And when, when, when we do that, I think we can figure out better ways to fix the education problem. And when we do fix the education problem, I think that we have very positive second order, third order effects with other problems. Where now you can see a decrease in the amount of poverty. You can see an increase in the amount of financial capital running through 
the system. So very, very massive effects that come off of this. I think what, some of the key questions to ask as I've been reflecting on this idea are just, how are students using content now? What is their search like? What is their average rate of watch? A lot of people are moving towards short form content because we have people that are losing their consideration span because things aren't interesting or they don't start out with this incredible graphic, which is a massive problem, but that's one thing that we can address independent of this education system. How many insights are students extracting from this opportunity? Are students even consciously thinking about insights? I, I don't think so. Do students see this opportunity? I think that now we get more into the distribution and scale, but we don't actually need to create the product of content. We have the product of content, but we need to think about what's the best way to aggregate it, what's the best way to distribute, what's the best way to scale. And we know that all the resources exist, but the biggest proxy for this idea, as I was thinking about it was, is there an existing market that has players and users that are bending the conventional ways of how we use a platform? And the answer is yes. Students and teachers are more involved in the content game now than they were before because they are searching for what are the best resources to give to my students for different reasons. Maybe for teachers, it's to band-aid some of their inadequacies or some of their knowledge gaps in different parts of their learning or different parts of their teaching. And that's okay. Maybe it's partly because students want more interesting content or they want someone to explain it to them in, in a way where they can master this content. Whatever that reason is, I think that we obviously understand that there is a massive white space in this industry, but there isn't being enough done about it.